السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته الحمد لله رب العالمين ولا عدوان إلا على الظالمين والصلاة والسلام على أكرم الأولين والآخرين ورحمة الله للعالمين سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين ثم أما بعد Dear brothers and sisters Ramadan is approaching quickly and inshallah after the um, khutbah there will be a talk by Sheikh Ibrahim Lithium on uh, Ramadan so I'm going to speak about a different topic today inshallah and the topic today is something that is really uh, relevant to all of us here particularly those who are married uh, as an imam I always receive complaints from uh, men and women about the problem they have with their spouses uh, more from women than from men actually but these are from both sides um, most of these problems okay because we are away from the way of Prophet Muhammad sallallahu in treating our spouses whether you are a man or a woman the way you treat your spouse is very important and there is nobody that you can take as your role model better than Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when he created this universe, he placed a specific distance between each person and the other. There is distance between the wife and the husband. There is distance between the father and the son, between the manager and the worker. There is always distance between everyone and the other. And if you look at the troubles of this world, the core issue, the core problems come from trying to bridge this distance or go beyond the limits set by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah tells us in the Quran, A man is not like a woman. So there is always a distance. We're not saying distance means you live away from your... No, distance means there are limits. There are things, specific, specific things that judge your relationship with everyone around you, with your child, with your wife, with your parents, but there are always a buffer zone, a little bit of distance that you need to maintain. And when this distance is crossed or someone tries to cross it, there will the problems come. There is a very complicated hadith, even the Arabs suffer to understand this hadith, and even the scholars disagree a lot on, on, on interpreting many of its meaning. It's known as the hadith of Umm Zara. Without going, it's very lengthy hadith and very complicated. If I say it in Arabic, I, I, I challenge any Arab here to understand the majority of it. But we will just highlight a few points of this hadith. The hadith Aisha says, and this is not a saying of the Prophet this was Aisha sitting with the Prophet and telling him a story of 11 women who gathered together in the pre-Islamic period and they have vowed to one another that they, will, that they will not conceal anything of what their husbands do to them. So everyone will speak in a few words about the general attitude of her husband. Some of them praised their husbands and some of them dispraised their husbands. So without going to the details, because that needs actually three to five hours to explain it in a concise way, we will just highlight a few points of the ladies who have praised their husbands. First, the first lesson we learn is that the Prophet Aisha was the youngest of the Prophet's wives. And any lady, those of you who are married, 
she likes to talk and she likes her husband to sit and listen. Maybe she's saying something that's completely relevant, uh, will not leave you with any benefit in your life, but you have to sit and listen. The Prophet did not open his mouth with a single word and he left her finish the whole hadith or the whole story she is narrating and at the end he ended it with a positive note. She mentioned 11 women who, describe, who are describing their husbands and the Prophet picked the best husband amongst them whose name was Abu Zar and at the end of the hadith when he completely when Aisha completely finished he said to her I am to you like the husband of Umm Zarah to her. That was the only note of the Prophet So you pick the best role model and you speak to your wife in a nice way that you will be to her or at least you are trying to be to her like that person to his wife. So let's quickly start with the description of the women. The first three women, they dispraise their husbands. We're not going to speak about this today, but we are speaking about the fourth woman now who praised her husband. What did she say? She said, زوجي كليل تهام لا حر ولا قر ولا مخافة ولا سأم My husband is like the night of Tihama, which is a region in the Arab Peninsula. Neither too hot nor too cold. And does not bring either fear or boredom. In other words, she is saying he is moderate, mild. He is not the person who is too hot tempered that he would scare you, you would be afraid of him, nor he is too cold, the person who doesn't care about whatever is going on. I don't find in myself any fear to speak to him, to reveal my worries to him. He's not the heavy person who you feel bored of him at all the time. The main point is he is a mild man. And these qualities actually are very, very important for the husband to have. The woman needs to find a man in the house. She will not be happy with another woman with her in the house. And she also will not be happy with someone who is good hot tempers or who is severe in his manners. That's why the Prophet says in the hadith, إِذَا جَاءَكُمْ مَنْ تَرْضَوْنَ دِينَهُ وَخُلُقَهُ فَزَوِّجُوهُ If a person who is good in your eyes in terms of his religiosity, how he worships Allah, his relationship with Allah, his religion, and his manners comes to you seeking marriage, then grant him your daughters in marriage. Even though religion is made up of four things, including that is manners, one of them, religion is aqaid, creeds, ibadat, acts of worship, muamalat, transactions, and manners. These four make the religion. And that the Prophet ﷺ specified the manners, even though it's included in the word religion before it. Why? Because the manners here refer to, refer to the way this man transacts 
who treats with other people. He might be a very good wish, mashallah, five daily prayers in the Masih prayer, Jum'ah, read the Quran, fast every Monday and Thursday. But he's, he's harsh-mannered when he comes to treating people. Some people have that. So the manner of the husband is very important. You will never find 100% agreement between the woman and the man or the wife and the husband. But there are some manner that can be born that a woman can live with, she can adapt to. And some people have so harsh manners that the wife cannot live with them and it ends with divorce. So to be mild in your treatment of your wife, neither too soft nor too fair, neither too angry, you listen to her and you give her the sense of tranquility and the sense of uh, accommodation. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling us about this in the Quran. Allah has created for you from yourself spouses so that you would find tranquility in them. So tranquility is mainly the job of the woman, but also it is requirement from the man. So we have to know this. Abdullah ibn Abbas says, I beautify myself to my wife in the same way she beautifies herself to me. So one of the Sahaba said, how come? You beautify yourself to your wife. He said, yes, I can find this in the book of Allah. The man said, I know the book of Allah by heart. What is this? He says, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, And to them, to the wives, rights that are equal to the, to the duties expected of them, according to what is reasonable. So from this ayah, Abdullah ibn Abbas understood that in the same way he likes to see his wife in the best looks, he also needs to see him in the best looks. When you sit at house, you sit in a very bad shape, in a very bad way, and when you go out, mashallah, you're dressed like you are a group. No, you need to take care of the psychological and the emotional needs of your wife as well. The way we treat our wives as well requires of us knowing their nature. As in the famous hadith, the Prophet ﷺ, in his khutbatul wada', he gave a very comprehensive khutbah. And normally, he should be emphasizing on the tenets of the religion. But the Prophet ﷺ did this, and he twice gave advice to men to be kind and gentle with women. Be kind and gentle to women. He started the hadith with this word, and he ended the hadith with this word. Be kind and gentle to women. Why? Because they were created of a curved rib. Some women do not like this hadith, say they have twisted nature. No, it doesn't mean they have twisted nature. It is, the Prophet said they have a special nature. They are not like men. Everybody of us have a rib. And this rib is curved or is bent. What if you have a straight rib? Will you be able to function? Will you be able to bow down? To look around you? No, because your rib is not bent. It's not curved. So the fact that the rib is curved is essential for its function to work. And that's why a woman having that curved nature, curved means it's not as straight as that of a man. Man is extremely logical. And a woman by nature is more emotional than logical. It doesn't mean that they are not logical or men do not, do not have emotions. But it means men are more inclined to logic and women are more inclined to emotions. And this type of 
emotional nature, the Prophet expressed it by saying that she is created from a curved rib. And the Prophet says, and the highest part of the rib is the most curved of it. So the point is, you as a man have to take into consideration that she is got a little bit of a curve in her emotional nature. And the Prophet says, if you try to straighten this curved nature of a woman, you will break her. In another hadith, I'm breaking her, is divorcing her. So what to do? The man should go down a bit to suit the nature of the woman. It's not the other way around. This is called mudara. You know that your wife will never be content with something. She always criticizes you in this. Obviously, that is not nice. A woman should not do that to her husband. But the point is, let go. Letting go is one of the main essentials of life. Look at the Prophet and how he treated his wives. He had nine wives. Imagine if any of you, I'm not telling you to go against the law of the land and have more than one wife, but what I'm telling the Prophet had nine wives. If one of us have one wife or two wives and she is not giving him rest, you will be going in the streets saying, La hawla laqtul billah. I complain, people will think you're making dhikr, but you're actually saying, may Allah take care of her. So if you have one woman, one wife, but what Prophet had nine, and they had different ages. Aisha was younger than anyone else, and there were always some sort of jealousy. That's why very, very common. If a person has more than one wife, they will be jealous of one another. So Aisha was usually and always actually part of any problem that happened. So it was the night of Aisha and the Prophet had some guests in the house. So Aisha says, I have never in my life seen a woman who is a better cook than Safiya. Safiya, the wife of the Prophet So she made some food and she was a very good cook and she sent it to the Prophet where in the house of Aisha. So she sent it with someone, Aisha, who sent this, Safiya? Why? She thinks she's a better cook than me, and she dropped it in the floor. So, that, and this happened, was not just in front of the Prophet in front of the guests. So the Prophet if you are in that place, mashallah, you will, maybe you end up divorcing her, or you send her to your father's house, you make a big problem. But the Prophet just with a smile. You can solve most of the problems with a smile. He smiled to the Sahaba and said, your mother, mother of the believers, has become jealous. And he has taken the food that she has prepared and said to the man who brought Safiya's food, take this and give her to Safiya. One food for one food. And it is over. So you can go along most of the issues with a smile and let go. Again, if you, why did you do that? Why you put that cup here? I asked you to do it. Why did you? You will keep arguing half of your life with your spouse. Again, whether you are a man or a woman, but this is given more to the man because the man is the one who has the qiwama. Men are the protectors and the maintainers of women, the custodians. So it is your responsibility to manage the family. I'm managing the family, I'm the man, my wife should be listening. No, this is not the way. It's the wisdom. The way you run the family is the way you will determine whether your marriage is successful or not. I'll stop here, inshallah, we'll carry on the khutbah. Jazakumullah khairah. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. الحمد لله رب العالمين 
والصلاة والسلام على أكرم الأولين والآخرين ورحمة الله للعالمين سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين نشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأن محمدًا عبده ورسوله وصفيه من خلقه وحبيبه بلغ رسالة وأدى الأمانة ونصح الأمة وكشف الله به الغمة فتركنا على المحجة البيضاء ليلها كنهارها لا يزيغ عنها إلا هالك اللهم صل وسلم وزد وبارك على هذا النبي الأمي وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين ثم أما بعد Dear brothers and sisters, we were talking about the marital treatment. The man, how he should treat his wife, and the wife, how she should treat her husband. And obviously, this is a very vast topic that needs hours and hours to cover. I was speaking about a few points in light of the prophetic hadith of Muzar, in which she told the Prophet the story of the 11 women who spoke about their husband's good and bad things. We said the, child, the husband needs to be mild with his wife, maintains his manhood and his qawama, be soft without weakness, and be firm without violence, and be a man who knows what the meaning qawama means, which does not mean you force your opinion upon her, you treat her bad, but rather means you take good care of her and you maintain her affairs in the best form of the leadership. Because that's what qiwama means, protectors and maintainers of women. Not the, women, not, the win, not the ones who can force women to do whatever they want. So, the fourth woman described her husband as mild, like the night of Tihama, neither too cold nor too hot, and she is neither afraid of talking to him, nor is she bored of him. The balance that we need to have in our marital relationship with our spouse. Whatever applies to the man applies to the woman as well. But when it comes to the qiwama, when the one who decides, the one who should accommodate the other more, it is the responsibility of the husband. Again, women, have more of an emotional nature than of a logical one. And men have more of a logical nature than of emotional one. Both have logic and both have emotions. But this is the nature of the woman. And as we mentioned in the hadith of the Prophet ﷺ, women were created from a curved rib. The fact that they are curved means they will not be as straight as a man. And the Prophet ﷺ told us you will never be able to fix this curved nature because if you fix it, you'll break it. So what to do? Something in Arabic called al-mudara. You go down to the level of the woman a little bit. Otherwise, you won't be happy to have a man with you in the house. If the woman is the same as you, would you be happy in the house? No. You need a soft person, a feminine to live with you. And the same with the woman. If she finds her husband too soft, who has a, a, a feministic attitude, she won't be happy. This is, how, this is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, the man is not like the woman. The masculine is not like the uh, uh, feminine. So the Prophet ﷺ used to solve most of the problems by just a smile. One of the problems the Prophet ﷺ had with his wives is that people, the Prophet ﷺ didn't have any interference in this. People knew that he loves Aisha more. And this is nothing to do with justice that you should establish between 
your wife because something that is in the heart you cannot control it but in terms of dividing between them in terms of uh, giving them the rights the Prophet was the utmost example of justice so people would give him gifts during the night of Aisha why because they know the Prophet loves Aisha more than the others so the other ladies of the Prophet became jealous again so they want to speak to the Prophet and they said who is the best to speak to him his daughter Fatima because he loves her the most so they sent Fatima عنها, to the Prophet and she entered upon him and he was in the bed of Aisha and the Prophet Aisha says she was walking exactly like the Prophet and the Prophet would stand up for her would hug her and would make her sit next to his right or left hand this is how she treat our children give them the love that they deserve stand up for them make them feel that they are worth a lot for you the point is Fatima spoke to the Prophet and she said your wives are asking your justice in relation to the daughter of Abu Quhafa of Ibn Abi Quhafa means Aisha the daughter of Abu Bakr Ibn Abi Quhafa so the Prophet did not do any injustice someone is bringing him gift in the night of Aisha would he tell no don't bring it now the Prophet said to Fatima and look at the intelligence of the daughter of the Prophet and the intelligence of Aisha as well this is how we show our women should learn the lessons from this is the example of the Prophet and his wives the Prophet told Fatima do you love me she said yes obviously the Prophet referred to Aisha and said then love this the message is clear which means do not argue with me in this regard so she understood the message without any further debates or arguments she went to the wives of the Prophet who sent her and said, By Allah, I will never talk to him in regards to Aisha again. So they didn't give up who to send next. The most beloved to the Prophet after Aisha was Zainab bint Jahsh, his cousin. So they sent Zainab and Aisha says, I've never seen a woman who is more generous, who is more benevolent, who is more worshipful of Allah than Zainab. She was the most pious of all the Prophet's wives. But she has some hot tempers in her. And she would just kind of make trouble for a while and then she would go back. She would repent. Some people have that, men more than women. So she went and she spoke and Aisha says and she spoke harsh words so the Prophet didn't interrupt did not tear her off didn't do anything she spoke harsh words against whom Aisha in whose house in Aisha's house so it is completely legitimate for Aisha to go and respond so she says an intelligent woman will not do anything that she knows would make her husband angry she said, I have looked at the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Would he dislike it if I go and respond to Zainab? And when I recognized in the eyes of the Prophet Sallallahu that he is not unhappy me, with me if I respond to him, I stood up and I silenced her completely. So the point from this, the Prophet Sallallahu with a smile and with the lack of action, Lack of action is an action in most of the times. 
He contained the manna, and the problem just came to an end. This is how we treat, we should treat our wives. You contain her, your wife has got hot temper in this regard. Don't argue with her. Later on, when she is quiet and serene, you can solve your problems. Also, a responsibility of the parents of the wife to, when the wife goes left to right, they return her back to the husband in order to maintain the marriage of their daughter. Sometimes husbands are difficult. As Zubair ibn al-Awwam, one of the 10 people who have promised paradise, and he is the Hawari of the Prophet and the disciple of the Prophet Prophet says, every prophet has a Hawari, and Zubair is my Hawari. And he was known to be a very righteous man, but he was very harsh-mannered in terms of how he treats his wives when he's angry. And he had two wives. One of them was Asma, which is the sister of Aisha, the wife of the Prophet When Asma would go and complain to Abu Bakr, her father from Zubayr, what he would tell her, go back, my dear daughter, to your husband, for Zubayr is a righteous man. And I have heard the Prophet say, the woman or the wife would be with the last husband she had in the Jannah. So if a woman is married more than once, she married to someone who died or divorced her, and she married another one. In the Jannah, she will be to whom? To the last one she was with in the dunya. And because Azubay, even though he has some problems in his treatment of you, he's a very good man, and I want you to be with him in the Jannah. And the matter would finish. Another story that tells us how a woman should know what makes her husband angry and what makes her happy, and she will never commit something that makes him angry, is Asma herself. She said, I've married a Zubair ibn al-Awwam, and he had nothing at all except a piece of land that the Prophet has given him. And it was about two-thirds of a farsakh from Medina. She was outside Medina with a distance of about four kilometers. So she used to go walking in the heat of Medina to bring food up for the horse of Zubair from that land and come back. And it was extremely hot, hard job for a woman. So the Prophet was walking and was riding with a number of his companions on their camels and he saw her. She is a sister of his wife. So he, the Prophet asked the camel to stop and he offered her a ride. She said, I feel charged. Why? And I remember how Zubair is a very jealous man and he could react even though this is the Prophet and there is no doubt and he is the husband of her sister. But I felt shy to go with him because I feared of the reaction of Zubair. And when she went, the Prophet understood that she doesn't want to go, she he went with the rest of the companions. When she went and told Zubay, the Prophet offered me a ride, but I was afraid of your reaction, so I didn't accept it. So how he responded to even he was a very harsh man, he said, by Allah, it was more hard on me for you to walk than you to ride behind the Prophet So he was very soft, which means, even though I don't like to ride you to ride behind any man, but I hate more that you walk in the heat of the sun. This is how he loves it. So she took note of her husband's nature and didn't commit anything that will displease her. Unfortunately, many of our 
wives nowadays don't take care of this. She wants something, let's finish this matter. No. Would you please let it go now? We discuss it later, two days, three. No, I want to finish it now. Let's, I won't let it go. And by this, you start an argument that might end with the man saying the word of divorce as if he, it will be taken away from him. So we need to learn from the wives of the Prophet and we need to learn from the wives of the Sahaba and we need to learn from the Sunnah of the Prophet of how we should treat our spouses whether we are husbands or wives. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen Wala Aduana Illa Ala Dalimeen Wassalatu Wassalamu Ala Akramil Awadina Wal Akhirina Wa Rahmatillahi Lil Alameen Sayyidina Muhammad Wa Ala Alihi Wa Sahbihi Ajma'een Thumma Amma Ba'ath I didn't say even half of what I meant to say today But I end with this hadith of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says Khayrukum Khayrukum Li Ahlih Wa Ana Khayrukum Li Ahlih The best amongst you are those who are the best to their wives. And the Prophet says, I am the best to my wife. I am the best to my wives. So the Prophet is telling us that the best man, in terms of manners, is the one who shows the best character with his wife. Some people, unfortunately, then they go into the house, they try to show their muscles, they shout, they yell and they scream, they make the house a piece of hell. And when they go out with their friends, they keep laughing and enjoying themselves. Should be, you are good outside and inside the house. And if you can't offer both, then there is nothing that is worth your better treatment than your own house. If you are a man in the eyes of everyone, and you are not a man in the eyes of your wife, you have nothing. And it doesn't really matter if your wife thinks good about you, and others don't have that good at picture of you, but you will be more winning. You will be more happy in your life. Obviously, you should be both, in both cases, good. But in case you can't achieve both, give priority to the way your wife sees you in the house. Because she is the one who lives with you for the rest of your, your life. She is the one who is the mother of your children. She is the one whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will reward you the most for taking good care of her. And again, if you love the Prophet sallallahu then follow his example in this regard. The best amongst you are those who are the best to their wives. And I, Muhammad sallallahu am the best to my wives. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to fix our relationship with our spouses and with our parents. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant healthy relationship to our Muslim communities because actually brothers and sisters, the Muslim family is the nucleus, is the essence of the Muslim community and that when we have so many marriage breaks, this is why the Muslim community is divided, this is why our children go in the wrong path. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to fix our situations and to grant the ummah relief. Amin ya rabbal alameen. Allahumma ufil lana dhunubana wa israfana fi amrina. وثبت على الحق أقدامنا وانصرنا على أعدائنا اللهم اجعلنا ممن دعاك فأجبته واستهداك فهديته واستنصرك فنصرته وتاب إليك فقبلته اللهم طهر قلوبنا من النفاق وأعمالنا من الرياء والسنتنا من الكذب وعيوننا من الخيانة إنك تعلم خائنة الأعين وما تخفي الصدور اللهم, اللهم ارحم موتانا وموت المسلمين اللهم ارحم موتانا وموت المسلمين اللهم ارحم موتانا وموت المسلمين واشف مرضانا ومرضى المسلمين واشف مرضانا ومرضى المسلمين واشف مرضانا ومرضى المسلمين 
وفك الكرب عن المكروبين وسد الدين عن المدينين احشرنا اليك غير فاتنين ولا مفتونين اللهم انصر اخواننا المستضعفين واهلك الظالمين بالظالمين واخرجنا من بين ايديهم سالمين اقول قولي هذا واستغفر الله لي ولكم والسلام عليكم ورحمه الله اقم الصلاه